Hello, we're glad to have you join us for this week's broadcast. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. We're going to take our scripture from the book of John, chapter 15. We are finishing up our series of the I Am statements of Jesus in the Bible. John chapter 15, beginning in verse number one, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. We're looking here at the vine. We looked at this a few months ago, actually, before I started this series, but we want to look at it again. There was something in here that the Holy Spirit did not point out to me last time. We'll get to that in just a minute, but first off, I want to see first the purpose of the vine. In verse number one, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. We're not comparing Jesus to a fake vine, to a false vine. What we're saying here, he is the vine. He is the true vine. He is the only vine. The Old Testament often portrayed Israel as the vine or the vineyard, but they had become unfruitful. But the whole time, remember, Jesus was the vine. He was always intended to be the vine. He was always intended to be the Savior. He was always the one that was going to come and die on the cross. There wasn't a search made in heaven. There wasn't nobody else sought out to see if they could do what Christ did. He was the one. Amen. He was the only one. He was the Messiah. And he had come as they had left Israel there. They had left them to be a type to show us, to realize the person as they looked at the law, the honest person would realize that they can never measure up. They can never keep the law. The law just points us to the need of a Savior, to the need of someone that truly is righteous. Isaiah chapter 5 declares judgment on the unfruitful vine. Jeremiah 2.21 says, Yet I had planted a noble vine, holy a right seed. How then art thou turned unto the degenerate plant of a strange vine unto me? Israel was supposed to be a lighthouse like Christians are today. They were supposed to lead people to Christ, but they had got to a place where they was pushing the Gentiles. They was pushing the world away. They was not showing the Savior. They was not showing God, but they was sitting back. Look at me. I I am I am Jewish. I am I am an Israelite. I am a chosen people, and they had got that, if you will, up their nose. But the vine had a purpose, and the purpose was to point and to draw people to Christ. Even then, we see the purpose of the vine, but the part that really stood out to me, we see in the pruning of the vine, verse 2 and 3, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth 
more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. I want you to see that these branches are good for one of two things. They're good for fruit or they're good for fuel. They're either good to bring forth fruit, to bring forth regenerate new believers, those that have accepted Christ, or they're good to burn. But I notice in verse 3 it says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. We always talk about cutting off a dead branch. We always talk about cutting off just an unfruitful branch. But here what is what the Bible is saying is we're going to cut off a diseased branch. We're going to cut off a branch if it's got disease in it. We're going to cut it back till we get back to the good, to the healthy part. I think that's a lot of where the power from our churches are missing because we're not cutting off those diseased branches. We're not cutting off the sin in our own lives. We're not cutting off the sin in our church. We're not cutting that out. We're not being pure. We're not being righteous. We're not being holy anymore. Hebrews 9.22 says, And almost all things are by law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sins. Now, don't get confused when it says in almost all things. Remember in the temple, almost every ceremony required blood. Those that didn't required fire and water, but we're not talking, we're not getting caught up in what happened in the temple, what was required in the temple. It is clear here the blood of Christ is required for forgiveness of sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. You're either alive and abiding in Christ or you're dead in your sins. And we can know, we can tell if somebody's alive, we can tell if somebody's saved by the fruit they bear. We can tell if somebody's a true prophet, if somebody's truly sent from God by the fruit that they bear. If you go back to Matthew chapter 7, Beginning in verse 15, the Bible says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. If you have an apple tree out in in your garden, in in your yard, you would look at that and you would say as an apple tree. Why? Because it bears apples. If it had oranges on it one year, you wouldn't continue to call it an an apple tree you would realize that it was something else. If it had pears on it, you would say it was a pear tree. But if it's got apples, it would be a apple tree. You know a tree by the fruit it bears, and it will bear fruit. I have a vine me and my mother planted behind my parents' house. I have a vine back there. It's still back there to the best of my knowledge. And we planted that as a grapevine, and we was excited, and we was told it would take many years before that vine would start to bear fruit, before we would start seeing grapes. But here we are nearly 20 years later. You know that vine, it's not had a grape on it yet. Hey, at some point we realize that's not a grapevine. I, I don't know what it is, but it's not a fruitful vine. And 
What's that vine good for? It's good either for a reminder about this passage, for a reminder that you know a tree by the fruit it bears, or it's good to be hewn down and cast into the fire. It's not good for wood. It's not good for building anything off of. It doesn't have a purpose. But remember the purpose of the vine, the purpose of us as Christians, the purpose of Christ was to bear fruit. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. He didn't come just to perform all the miracles. He didn't come to do all the great works that He did. All that just pointed, it confirmed, and it let everybody know He was the Savior. He was the one who came to seek and to save that which was lost. That was His purpose. And if you're a Christian today, I tell you that is your purpose that is to bear fruit to bring souls to Christ and if you're not bearing fruit then you might not be abiding in him and you might might have some diseased vines that need to be cut off I know if you grow tomato plants that's more familiar around here than grapes if you have have some leaves and some branches down at the lower part of the plant what do you do you cut them off because as they fall on the ground as they fall on the earth and touch the earth they'll become diseased and we need to get some of the earthly things out of our lives we need to get some of the earthly things out of our ministry we need to cut it off and get away from it so we don't get diseased so we keep our eyes so we keep our focus on heaven and on our savior and on our our lord and the work and the purpose that he has caused us called us to do we see the purpose of the vine we see the pruning of the vine but last of all we see the production of the vine starting in verse number five i am the vine ye are the branches he that abideth in me and i in him the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me ye can do nothing if a man abideth not in me he is cast forth as a branch and withered and Men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. We see the production of the vine, we see the production of the fruit, and we see three types of fruit mentioned. First, in the first part of verse 2, we just see it mentioned that we will bear fruit Romans 6 22 says but now being made free from sin and become servants to God you have your fruit unto holiness and the end to everlasting life Galatians 5 through 23 says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance against such there is no law if you're saved today you will bear fruit the Bible says if any man be in Christ he is a new creature Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You can't help but bear fruit if you're saved. If you're if you're really saved, if you've really trusted Christ as your Savior, you can't help but bear some fruit. You might not bear a lot of fruit, but there will be some working of the Holy Spirit in your life. It it goes hand in hand with being saved, with accepting Christ, with the Holy Spirit moving and living inside of you. If the Holy Spirit's never worked inside of you, if the Holy Spirit's never lived inside of you, then you are not saved. You'll bear fruit, but it says in the second part of verse number two, it says, And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. That more fruit, that means greater in quantity or number. James 3.17 says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure then peaceable gentle and easy to be entreated full of mercy and good fruits without partiality without hypocrisy that 
more fruit comes from being easily, easily moved by the Holy Spirit. Easily to be entreated means that you're not stubborn, that you're not difficult. But when the Holy Spirit deals with you, when the Holy Spirit works in your heart, you're easily moved and easily, easily brought under subjection of the Holy Ghost. And if the Holy Ghost has free liberty in your life, you will bring forth more fruit. You will bring forth good fruits. There won't be any partiality. There won't be any hypocrisy. There won't be any of this. I'm better than you. Look at me. Look where I've got. But it'll be, hey, come on, come on. We just want to bear fruit. We just want to bear fruit for our Savior. We just want to glorify Him. We see fruit. We see more fruit. But then we see much fruit in verse number 5 through 8. It's mentioned much fruit here in verse 8 herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit so ye be my disciples that one that is sold out that is committed to god that is letting the holy ghost work freely and work in his lives that one that is a willing servant he's gonna bear many or an abundant amount of fruit the challenge here is to be a willing servant abiding in christ and allowing him to work in your life allowing him to cut off the dead branches to cut off the diseased branches to clean up your life to work and do as he will letting his will become your will and therefore we will bear much more fruit that's the challenge in this passage that's the challenge of myself to you today as we looked at this passage, the purpose of the vine, the pruning of the vine, and the production of the vine. I I challenge you all to draw closer to Christ and watch Him. Watch Him use you. Watch, Watch your life bear fruit for the Savior. Watch our churches grow. Watch us grow spiritually. Watch us grow physically. If we if we just abide in the vine and abide in our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I hope everybody has a blessed day and thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. God bless.